Thank you. Thank you, Taryn and Calandra. Father, we thank you that because of your cross, we have life. Because of your cross, we have hope. And on this Easter Sunday morning, we pray that our hearts would be filled with a sense of joy and gladness at what you've done for us. And so we thank you right now. Thank you for your love. And everyone said it with me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, ladies. I'd like you to read a passage of scripture with me that is a description of the resurrection of Jesus. And it's found in Matthew 28, verses 1 to 8. And we could, we could read that together. Can we read it together? After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. On that very first verse of that chapter, it says, After the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. On that very first day of the week, we call it Sunday. It was the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And because Jesus rose from the dead and on the first day of the week, Christians began to meet and worship on Sunday. Sunday became the new holy day because it was the day that marked Christ's resurrection. In Acts 20, verses 7 and 11, it makes it clear that early Christians began to meet on that first day of the week to break bread and to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. So what happened, folks, is that every Sunday became, uh, I guess, a little Easter celebration, you might say. Every Sunday was a, a little Easter celebration. It became a reminder of the resurrection of Christ. So important, friends, so important is the resurrection, is resurrection of Christ to the Christian faith that the Apostle Paul says that if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is our faith. And so if Christ is not risen from the dead, then folks, you're going to church for nothing. You're giving for nothing. You are involved for nothing. It's all just a charade. But if he has been raised from the dead, then we are people who've got great hope and great joy. And so I've entitled my message this morning, TGIS, Thank God It's Sunday, not to be confused with TGIF, Thank God It's Friday. It's a 
TGIF is a restaurant chain in the States, and uh, as wonderful as that food is, it doesn't compare to our Sunday, to the resurrection of our Lord. And so I want to share with you three reasons why the resurrection is so very important to us. And the first thing we recognize this morning is that it is the hope of new life. And that's what Sunday is all about. Every Sunday you come to church, it's a reminder of the hope of new life that you have. In Genesis 2, verse 17, uh, we read about God's instruction, that the instruction that he gave to, Abe, uh, to Adam. Adam, the firstborn, was given the instructions. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. And so we recognize that right from the very beginning, Adam and eventually Eve were given these instructions. They were not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, For when they would eat of it, they would surely die. And then you know what happens in Genesis chapter 3. That fateful day, Adam and Eve are in the garden. They're looking at that tree. And enticed by the serpent who was full of the devil, Adam and Eve partook of that that fruit. And in that moment, they died both spiritually and physically. It set the course for physical death and spiritual death for all of us. We inherited this from our forefathers, Adam and Eve. We've inherited that spiritual and physical death. Now, someone once said, the most depressing thought is that the way we were born is the way we must remain. Well, I've got good news for you today. And this is something that I think all of us know, but we need to be reminded of it on this special day. The good news is that God loves us. God loves you. Would you tell the person beside you God loves you? Go ahead, tell them that this morning. They need to hear that. God did not want to lose us to death. He did not want us to remain dead spiritually. He did not want us to, re- to remain dead physically. And so the, the Bible says that the wages of sin is, but the gift of God is, is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so because of God's great love, for you and for me and for that person sitting beside you this morning, because his love is so great, he sent his own son, Jesus, to die for us. And so look at that verse, John eleven twenty five, which says, read it with me. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Listen, my friends, all we're asked to do is to believe in Jesus and the work that he did on the cross. This is what secures for us eternal life, is that we put our faith in Jesus. We, we believe that when he died on the cross, he died for me. If you believe that today, then you are a Christian. If you believe that Jesus was nailed to the cross for you, and then, then you are a believer. And so here's the thing, folks. Every time that you come to church on Sunday, it's a weekly, listen, it's a weekly reminder That because you put your faith in Jesus, you are a brand new creation. And this is what Sunday celebration is all about. And that's what those early disciples did. They began to worship God every Sunday, being reminded of the resurrection. Now, I didn't know, I don't know if you knew that about Sundays and why we celebrate on Sunday. 
Some, some people wonder, why don't we worship on the, on the Saturday like the Jews do? Well, this is why. Because we have a, a new day, a day where we recognize that Jesus rose from the dead. What happened on this day, my friends? I'll tell you what happened. Jesus conquered death. He conquered spiritual death and he conquered physical death. What does that mean? Very simply, it means this. Is that because Jesus conquered spiritual death, you now have access to the Father. You may now have communion with God. What happened to Adam and Eve when they died spiritually? They were what? They were kicked out of the presence of God. They were kicked out of Eden. And no longer did they have free access to God. Jesus comes along and he restores that relationship with Father. So that at any moment, at any time of the day, and you don't, it doesn't have to be on Sunday and it doesn't have to be in church, but at any moment you can cry out to God and you can know his presence. And not just a, so it's not just a, a, a spiritual new life that we have. It's a physical new life. Someday we're all going to live again. Someday we are going to be, be resurrected and we are going to live with Christ forever. Someone say hallelujah to that. You need to be reminded of that. You know what? Sometimes I think we take these things for granted. We hear it frequently and we forget the significance of Sunday, the significance of the resurrection. You and I have new life through Christ. And so every Sunday you meet together, it's meant to give you fresh hope and the knowledge that the old person is dead and the new person lives. And so I say, T-G-I-S, thank God, it's Sunday. And so can we see the first video clip this morning, Scotty? And uh, we're going to just show you, I think, three of them this morning, of people whose lives have been transformed, people who are going to be baptized after the second service. Now, for some of you who don't know who that is, uh, um, you're going to see the, her husband in just a few moments. But this couple came to Alpha, and I see Don sitting there with a great, great big smile on his face. He's thrilled about that. But she just talked about, about being a work in progress. And so here's the other thing about the resurrection. It's a reminder of our hope of constant renewal. You are being renewed. You are being transformed. You are being changed. When you come to church on Sunday morning... God is at work within you. Now, of course, it's, it's through the course of the week. But on Sundays, we celebrate this transformation that takes place in your life. Together, we come together and we say, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect. But together, we're being transformed. We're being changed through Christ. And this is cause to rejoice. This is cause to celebrate. And here's what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 14. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. If Christ has not been risen from the dead, then folks, we're wasting our time. There's no hope of transformation. There's no hope of change. Now, here's a question. Who of us here today has not sinned or fallen short of God's very best standard? There's not one person here. Not, not one of us. Not even Don, who teaches the Alpha class. There's not one person here today who, who is, is perfect. But again, the resurrected Christ reminds us that he is perfect because he conquered death. He conquered sin. Who of us hasn't sinned after promising to the Lord that we will not sin like that again? Have you you done that? 
You've sinned and you've said, God, I'll never do it again. And yet you've done it again and you've failed again and you've failed again. Who of us has not failed the Lord miserably? And maybe it was just this past week. Maybe it was this morning. I don't know. But but you, you look at this pattern. You think, man, is there any hope? Well, I'm going to tell you, yes, there is hope. There's hope through Christ. And every, every Sunday you come to church, you're reminded that Jesus is, is steadily at work in your life. The resurrected Jesus is transforming you, changing you. Now, I've watched, uh, I've watched new Christians suffer as they believe that because they've sinned or messed up that it was all over. Now, how many remember feeling like that when you first became a Christian? You messed up, you, you, you got it wrong, you didn't measure up, you, you had high standards, you set high, high, high standards for yourself, and because you didn't measure up, you thought, well, it's not going to work, I may as well quit, I may as well drop it. And I want to say to you today, you can't measure up on your own. You need the power of God at work in your life. And this is why you need to come and hear the preaching of the word. And this is why you need to come and have your faith recharged. This is why you need to come to church and be renewed and refreshed. Because our renewal, our refreshing comes to the resurrection Christ. And so I say to those, especially to the new believers, look at stop, stop being discouraged about your failing. Understand this. It's in your blood, and you need to be transformed by Christ. So rather than focusing on your sin, focus on the resurrected Christ. Focus on the one who's going to transform you and renew you. Come to church. Come every Sunday. Be reminded of the resurrection of Jesus. Now listen, when Jesus died and rose again, he did that not for himself, folks. He did that for you and me. He knew that you and I needed to be refreshed and renewed. He knew that you and I needed to be forgiven our sins. The Bible's clear that your sins have been forgiven and that you are becoming more and more like Jesus every day that you serve and worship him. I love that old hymn. It says, Great is thy faithfulness. How many remember that hymn? It goes like this. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, say it with me, thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Listen to this. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Every day you're being refreshed. Every day you're being renewed. By the resurrected Jesus. Now listen to this. That last verse is so powerful. Pardon for sin. If you know it, say it. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. So folks, here it is. Every Sunday morning is a reminder that Christ died for your sins. And that there's forgiveness and new mercy for all who ask. And so I say again, thank God it's Sunday because you are being renewed. You are being changed. Your sins are being forgiven. And if you messed up and you failed, here's the good news, folks. Come to Jesus and find forgiveness for your sin. Come to Jesus and be renewed, be refreshed. This is the message of Easter. This is the message of the resurrection. Can we see that next slide, Scotty? And I pray that your heart is is uh, encouraged and filled with joy as mine as we see these people.
The resurrection of Jesus gives us hope of a life to come. I read uh, an article from the Chicago Tribune this morning. I saw it online. And it reports this. So widespread is the fear of death these days that it is the subject of a brand new academic discipline. And it's called the study of death anxiety. It produces a, it's produced a substantial amount of literature. And researchers have divided this academic study into four various types of fears. The fear of pain, fear of unknown, fear of non-existence, and fear of eternal punishment. Now, here's the thing. Because Christ rose from the dead, your fears are washed away. You don't have to be afraid of death anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to be afraid of non-existence or of eternal punishment or pain or of the unknown. Because we know that Jesus is waiting for all those who put their faith in him. Jesus said this, I have the same hope, or Paul said this, I have the same hope in God as these men, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. Someday, friends, I'm going to be seeing my grandparents. And I, uh, you've heard me talk about my grandparents, my dad's parents, Love the Lord greatly. And I remember my grandmother uh, just just a few years before she died saying, you know, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready. I've had enough of this old world. I'm ready to see Jesus. I said, Grandma, aren't you afraid of death? Aren't you afraid of dying? She said, I'm not afraid at all. Her son had just passed away. Uh, my Uncle Jack was a missionary in Africa. He got cancer and died in his mid-40s. And he'd gone on before her, and she said, you know, all I, can, all I can do is just look forward to the day when I'm going to see my son again. And my grandmother has gone on before me, and I've got sisters and brothers who've gone on before. There's going to be a great reunion in the sky, and I can hardly wait for that day. In my grandmother, there was absolutely no fear of death. Where does that, where does that lack of fear come from? I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from a confidence that Jesus Christ was resurrected and that someday she was going to spend eternity with her Lord and with her family members that had gone on before. My grandmother on my mother's side passed away just a few years ago. And she was on her deathbed. She had not yet made any kind of, of profession of faith, no confession at all. In fact, she had been quite hostile to Christ. But in those last hours before she died, I I got up to the hospital and held her hand. And she couldn't talk at this point because she'd had a nasty fall. But uh, she could squeeze my hand in recognition of what I was saying. And I said, Grandma, you know that the doctors are not giving you much time now. And she, I said, do you know this? If you, if you know this, just squeeze my hand. And she squeezed my hand. I said, Grandma, I want to pray with you to make sure that you're ready to see Jesus. Would you like me to pray with you? And she, again, she squeezed my hand, meaning yes. And so I went, I walked her through the sinner's prayer. And I said, if you agree with us, I want you to squeeze my hand. And she squeezed my hand. I had the wonderful, wonderful privilege of being able to lead my grandmother to the Lord there on her deathbed. And so that when she died... There wasn't that bitterness, that bitterness of sorrow that comes with a sense of hopelessness. But there was great hope that I was going to see her again. 
that she was safe in the arms of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, friends, that only comes to us because Jesus rose from the dead. And so I want to ask you the question this morning. Who do you know that loved the Lord and has passed away and gone on before you? You're going to see them again. If they love Jesus, you're going to see them again. If you love Jesus, you're going to see them again. It's all because of the resurrection of our Lord. Today, we're going to be baptizing a number of people to the second service. The Apostle Paul in Romans 6, 4 and 5, he described baptism with the imagery of death and resurrection. When a person goes down, that's a, that's a, that's a symbolic of their being buried. And when they rise again, it's, a, it's symbolic of the resurrection. And it's interesting that Tertullian, the great, one of the great church fathers, just, just about 170 years after Jesus went up to heaven, he wrote a famous essay on baptism where he says that baptisms actually should occur at Easter time. There's no better time because it's the time of the Passover, the time of, of new life being given to God's people. I want to show you one more video clip, and then ask the choir to come up and, uh, and close with a song. So uh, as soon as that video clip is done, choir, if you'd come right into position and sing for us this morning. Let's just bow our heads in prayer now. Father, we pray that your name would be glorified in our lives as we continue to to live and celebrate the resurrection life. We thank you for Jesus and what he's done for us. And we pray these things for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. And uh, we are going to be baptizing, I think, is it 12 people, 11 people, one person dropped out, 11 people after the second service. So hope you can be back for that. God bless you.